Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for July 24th, 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by our Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. This week we'll tell you about the top news stories on the Diz, including the story about the woman who got beaten up waiting in line for the Mad Tea Party at the Magic Kingdom. In our continuing Christmas in July series, we'll talk about what there is to see and do at the various Disney resorts over the holidays. In our Forum Watch segment, we'll tell you about the threads we've been following on disboards.com this week. All that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire and listener emails on this, the one-year anniversary episode of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Well, this is our one-year anniversary. It was one year ago, um, on the 25th, that uh, we did the first Roundtable. Does it feel like it's been a year? Not really. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's flown by it's, it's no, really, podcast years <laughs> really. Yeah well, it has been I've only been with y'all for like what six months or so now Since uh, right, Yeah since we started doing the In um, November right Yeah. Well she sat in on, on a show in November I don't think she started till doing January. Till January oh, okay. yeah. She sat in when we were out in California hmm. But uh, yeah Years gone by Wow. Years gone by, so. Bob terms. I think you've made every show I almost didn't make today, but yes, that's true. Yeah, but the problem is, is I didn't make every show, so there were there were weeks <laughs> in the last year that we, there was no show. So, but I I did, and you have perfect attendance. We'll get you a perfect, but you know, perfect attendance. What was fun, what's funny though is that I, I I'm I'm kind of able to gauge how our audience has grown in the last year because like in the beginning when we were just kind of getting our our feet wet with this, you know, we did it every week, but there were weeks if something was going on and we just didn't do it. And nobody said anything. It wasn't until like our audience really started growing in the beginning of this year. And threatening us for missing. I think it was. Fe- <laughs> I think it was in February. Something happened in February, and we missed an episode. And I actually got some email. Like, where's the show? That was the first time that it happened. So can't miss now. Can't miss now. No, no, that's not an option. Well, you read the boards all the time. We wait for Tuesdays. I know the pressure is like you, Peter. I feel bad for the pressure on you because like they'll, it'll be four o'clock in the morning okay, on Tuesday. No. They're like the show is not up. Well, <laughs> let me tell you what happened last week, editing the show last week. You know, last week's show was really easy to edit for the most part. It was pretty obvious what I had to do. I had the show done so early last Monday night. It was great. I was like, oh, this is great. The show's done. It's on 3 o'clock in the morning, blah, blah, blah. I was tired. I wasn't paying attention. I go to do something. So a final process to the, to the audio file, and I overwrite oh. the, what I had just edited. And I had to take the original and re-edit the whole thing again. And I think I missed um, a three-two-one. I missed a three-two-one for for the pocket. I think that's the first time I've done that. I think that's the first time I've missed one of those edit points and left it in the show. Yeah, Brian said it was like it was all done, and it was like eleven o'clock at night. I was I was just like, you've got to be kidding! You've got to be kidding! (laughs) Uh, It's so. I'm hoping this show is. Not cursed like last week's show was. <laughs> we got that out of the way with our one-year anniversary and a couple other housekeeping items. I guess I, I should plead for votes again. Pre- sure. Seemed to work pretty the good last week. Votes have been week. coming in. We're number... Awesome. What are, we're, what are we doing on Podcast Alley? 15 for July. We're number 15 out of 33,000 podcasts for wow. July, folks. Mm. Yeah. So uh, please... That's awesome. Please, you, know, you can vote for us every month on Podcast Alley. It's not just like a one-time deal. You can vote over and over again just... Once I feel a like month. I'm on American Idol. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, at least it's not like a telethon. I'm not begging for money, you know? <laughs> We're up there with like the Harry Potter podcast and stuff. That's cool. That's cool. So, by all means, please, if you enjoy the show, 
go out to Podcast Alley. There'll be a link on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, where you can go vote for us. And also there's a link there to our discussion forums on disboards.com. We have our own, uh, the, the show has its own discussion forums where our listeners go and talk about all sorts of all sorts of stuff. And our own fan group, the Pod Squad. The Pod yeah, Squad, yeah. We have a new logo, too. They have oh, a yeah, logo. Cool. They have a name. What were they calling themselves? The Get a Life Podcast people? I didn't like, like Galps yeah. or something. Yeah, that yeah. was not my favorite. Yeah. That was not my favorite. I like favorite. the Pod Squad. It's nice. Pod What's squad. that make us? The Pod Squatters? Because if getting a life, <laughs> if getting a life means you're not going to come to the site and you're not going to listen to the show, I do not want you to get a life. Really? You know, so no, Corey did a great job on the logo. Thank you. Oh, Bob. he always does. He always does. All that talent, all that talent going to Europe. I'm blushing for two weeks. Oh yeah, can't Corey. wait. This will be Corey and Julie's last show for a couple of weeks. They're going to be going on. Uh, they're going to be anniversarying in the Mediterranean. Well, what miss two shows? I think it's two. I think yeah. When, yeah. When this show is yeah. released, we'll be in. Well, Barcelona. because when you come back, that's a Monday that you come back, and like we said, you're not going to. Do we'll 17 sure hours of international travel and head right here to my house to record a show. <laughs> but, uh, we'll meet work. you at the Chili's in the airport. <laughs> now, for those, for those who had followed along at a, on any level with this discussion uh, about Corey and Julie going on vacation, originally Walter and I were supposed to be joining them on this celebrity cruise, this 12-night celebrity cruise. But um, the passport office decided that my birth certificate wasn't good enough. <laughs> oh, it was issued by the... Uh, I had I don't have my original, and mine was a reprint from the county where I was born, and that's not good enough. They want it from the state, so I have to get oh, a certified yeah. copy of my birth certificate, even though it had the race seal and everything. That wasn't good thing you didn't buy your airfare. <clears throat> yeah, when I went for my birth certificate, they told me I didn't have a birth certificate. I had a certificate of birth. I swear <laughs> that's what they told me. <laughs> and mine is this little eight by six piece of paper. John's, it looks like the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> you have to unfold it. You have to have a bigger mine, table. Mine, mine used to, yeah, my original one looked like John's. It's as beautiful. I mean, it's as beautiful. It's like on parchment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the one, like, from you when you were first born? He, uh, he has his you have original. the original one still? Well, I have my I mean, original. I have my original one, but it's like on a piece of, <laughs> John and little I, piece of paper. She's looking at me like I'm 4,000 years old. You have yeah. your original one? Well, some people don't. Because Is it chipped things, into a tablet? <laughs> That's what Regina has. Things from that age still exist? John, she didn't know who Connie Selica was. I mean, Reg- my parents have reissued ones, so well, I didn't know. Yeah, well, John and, I, John and I were born at the same hospital, 10, 10 weeks apart, believe it or not. Regina has. So we both had the same. Yeah. Uh, the, the, re, the, point, the reason for that was that we both had the same. I'm going to get in trouble for this, but Regina has one of those rock tablets. Yeah, but her social for, security number is two. two. Okay, you're right. all stealing my Donna, my Donna material. Well, that's Donna. Donna's number two, and Regina's number Christmas three. Donna Lefebvre. Lefebvre. You guys speaking leave of, Regina alone. Speaking of Donna Lefebvre, who is our uh, business we, partner, I appreciate that. I'm trying to get something out here, and I can't seem to get it out. <laughs> oh, speaking of Donna Lefevre, who is our business partner in Dreams Unlimited Travel, that's who Donna is. Just anybody who's listening. So. A reference. And we love so now, you, Regina. Did you guys learn any languages so that when you get over there, you can speak to people? I've, I've been listening to an Italian podcast, and they kind of, it's a... Uh, he really has gotten good. Buenos Aires, y'all. <laughs> no, he sounds better than that. <laughs> Buonasera. Yeah, so I, I found an Italian podcast on iTunes, and it's really, really awesome. It's a weekly, it's a... No, it's called My Daily Phrase Italian. Oh, and, that's cool. And they just, they go through like two phrases every day. It really helps you learn. So I plan on Italian listening to that the whole way the on the plane <laughs> <laughs> with a with a Cajun accent. I taught him everything I know too. Quanta yeah. Costa crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> Julie should have us covered in Spain. 
Yeah, I'll be able to handle that. We had to call there the other day. Corey's like, I need you to talk to him. So, you know, she answers the phone and I'm like, hola, mi nombre es Julie. I started talking to her in Spanish, you know, trying to get it all out. And she goes, you could speak English if you want to. <laughs> wow. It was a nice way of saying your Spanish. <laughs> your Spanish isn't that great. You could speak English. It'd be easier. All right. That's going to uh, do it for housekeeping. Let's go ahead and move on to the news. Our number three story this week, a follow-up on what we were talking about last week with Disneyland and the Anaheim City Council. The uh, City Council has actually decided to postpone a decision that would have allowed voters to decide whether or not to permit this residential housing project in an area nearby Disneyland. The council instead urged Disney and the housing developer to reach a compromise within the next two weeks. Both parties have agreed to return the ta- return to the table in good faith and try to work out a compromise. We'll see what happens. I think, uh, I think Disney's black eye. I think Disney knows it's getting a black eye and it's having to back off. I'm hoping, anyway. I'm hoping they work it out. That's I think been, they all think they're getting a black eye and they need to resolve it. You well, know, I think I think the developers coming out of this looking better than Disney is. Yeah. You know, it's well, kind of hard to it's kind of hard to oppose low income housing and look good and not, you know, be yeah. a big company opposing low income housing and come out of it looking good. Exactly. So let's hope that that uh, that works out in the next couple of weeks. Our number two story: no fatalities for the second quarter at any of the major. Orlando theme parks, and that is the first time in the last 15 months that that's happened. This is according to the Orlando Sentinel, citing records from the Florida Bureau of Fair Ride Inspection. Among the injuries that were reported in the last three months, a 47-year-old man reported having chest pains after riding rock and roller coaster and was diagnosed with a heart attack. A 17-year-old boy hit his head on the bottom of the catch pool at Crush and Gusher in Typhoon Lagoon, and the one that really got me at Universal Studios a 79-year-old woman complained of general weakness after riding Revenge of the Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> what was she doing I, on that roller Looking for her husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> oh, 79. I won't even ride Revenge of the Mummy. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Looking for her husband. <laughs> This is not hate speech. I like older people. Oh, I mean, my mother. My mother is uh, is seventy seven, and I, you know, with the exception of some back problems, she's in excellent health. In a million billion years, I would never even consider, unless I didn't like her, you know. And then maybe I would suggest, "Hey, ma, you might you might enjoy this ride. It's really slow." Yeah, but your mother is one of those people who speaks her mind and would say to you, "Peter, what are you thinking? What are you thinking?" But uh, yeah, how does how does a how do they let a seventy nine year old woman get on that ride? Yeah, I don't don't know. It's kind of like thin in the herd. Oh my lord! And my I, favorite part is she came off. She, I'm a little weak. I'm a little weak. <laughs> I had general weakness when I came off of that ride. I think I did too. I had general weakness thinking about going on the ride. It's like no, I'm feeling a little weak. I won't go. That was Bob's title in the army, <laughs> Lieutenant General Weakness. General weakness. <laughs> no, I thought that was funny when uh, Brian was telling me. Brian and Mon- uh, Brian is Bob's son and, and his girlfriend Monique. Uh-oh. They like. Uh, they like to hang hang out over here when I'm editing the show. They like to listen to the unedited version of the show. And uh, Brian, what a lot of our listeners. Brian was telling me about you know his best friend Jason, who's up in Massachusetts, after experiencing a vacation with Bob, gave him the the nickname General Bob. 
because yep. it was like, come on, we got to go, we got to go. That's right. So it is General Bob. We had a time schedule. Mm-mm. When we go on vacation together, Bob says to us, what time do you want to meet in the morning? And always looks sad when we say noon. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's the official timekeeper. Well, I like to, you know, do things. Like Brian that. is also an excellent source of clarifying certain of Bob's stories, the things that he likes to leave out like a few weeks ago. So that's, one of the re- that's another reason I like having Brian right over my <laughs> shoulder. But I got to tell you, Brian has, Brian's got a very good ear for editing. He might be a good backup editor for us. Well, that's cool. Which I could really use sometimes. Peter, uh, getting back to the uh, no deaths, mm-hmm. there's a story this week that's probably going to hit the next three months that, to be reported as an accident at Disney where somebody on a bicycle hit a deer. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now, the story's weird. In the Magic Kingdom? <laughs> no. It, it was reported. It was I read this in the, It was a remote area. I read it in the Orlando Sentinel. And what happened was this guy was riding his bike in a secluded area on Disney property. Okay. And a deer ran out in front of him. He hit the deer, and he flipped over the handlebars. This was you. This was you. No, it wasn't me. On the cart, wasn't it? No, it it wasn't. But the interesting part was... You were orbiting Fort Wilderness. Number one, the guy was in a secluded area 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay? Number two, he he flipped over the handlebars and, and the deer and crashed to the ground. And... Uh, As opposed to staying, remaining in air? <laughs> remaining in the air, I want right. to know who reported the story, the deer. Well, that, that's, that's the part <laughs> I want to know. To that's, that's what I was trying to get to. The man was taken to uh, Celebrations Hospital with minor injuries. Okay, who called in? Celebrations. Who called? Oh, good. <laughs> more than one. <laughs> Celebration Hotel. Who called in the accident that got the ambulance there? The deer? It says the deer was nowhere to be found. <laughs> it, was, it was a hit and run. The deer hit the bike. Or the guy was out doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing and got the crap kicked out of him by somebody. Well, Pretty much. Well, the deer was, you know, like Julie said, nowhere to be found. So it's deer-vehicle collision. Yeah, what is he doing riding his bike in a secluded exactly. area at 3 o'clock in the morning? And how did he get help if he was in a secluded area? I wonder if he had a cell phone. <laughs> So, I was thinking the so, same thing. Who doesn't have this? No. The plot No one has cell phones. Surely they the can't have a cell phone. The plot The deer? Had a he cell was phone? trying to yes. SOS on a tree. The animatronic deer have cell phones at Disney. Bambi, so Bambi, Bambi got hit by a bike and then was... Well, you see, uh, maybe Bambi's mother really wasn't shot by a, by uh, a hunter but was run over by a, a tourist uh, on a hit, bike. Yeah, on a bike. But I just... To be killed, that bicycle had to be going okay. really fast. I just, I, I just don't ride bikes <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning. You know. Well, thank you for adding that. Uh, okay. Adding that complete non sequitur into our. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Into our that verbal speed bump. <laughs> I, have, I have more. All right, number one story this week. Now, Bob says that we covered this on a show a few months ago, and perhaps we did, and I'm just not remembering. But it is back in the news. A woman claims that she was attacked while online for the Mad Tea Party at the Magic Kingdom. Amy Krause says that she was accused of cutting in line by Victoria Walker. Krause was reportedly pushed twice by Walker before Walker began allegedly punching Krause in the head. (laughs) (laughs) 
over tea? Can't make this stuff up. No, this is the, to get on the, the, man, tea, oh, the man tea party. At the, at the tea party. The teacups. Like, okay. Okay. Authorities initially... <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Authorities had initially allowed Walker to return home to Alabama without charges being filed, but they eventually arrested... They, well, they arrested her at her home last week after Krauss has began, had began complaining about seizures, memory loss, and blurred vision following the attack. Walker was released a few hours after being arrested. So, wow. Talk about line rage. Yeah, so uh, they originally let her go back to Georgia and, and then... Alabama. Or wherever. Oh, it's all, it's all the South, so it's just all... One of those Southern states that ends in a vowel. Yeah, Alabama, Georgia, it's one of them. It's up there. It's above us. You started to read the names, and I thought you were going to say by Victoria Beckham, and I thought Posh <laughs> Spice is beating people up in line at Disney World? That's pretty severe. Well, you know what? She, she, she might be, because uh, have you seen the reviews of her, uh, yeah, of her reality tame. show? I actually Ooh. watched the first one. I didn't watch it. I just saw the reviews, and the reviews were brutal. Yeah, it was, it, what was it, that? It, I didn't see it. It was a little dull. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, line range at the Magic Kingdom. Personally, I like Katie and Peter. Katie <laughs> You and guys Peter. don't know who they are. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> They're a uh, British celebrity couple. <laughs> No. Right. Okay. I didn't know. What was that sound? That oh, was just a thud. One thing. <laughs> one thing I do want to throw in for any of our listeners who are in Denver and uh, plan to be attending the Little Mermaid uh, previews that are going on in Denver from July 26th through September 9th. I would love. We would love to hear what you think of it. It's going to be coming to Broadway. Actually, goes into previews on Broadway November 3rd. And opens on Broadway December 6th, my birthday. They just started uh, putting the uh, advertisements for it in New York Magazine, November 3rd. Well, this is a, and they're, they're going with a first-time Broadway director. She's done a lot of stuff before, but she's never done Broadway. She's done stuff? Well, she's directed before, but just never on Broadway. Oh. Well, I don't think Francesca Zambello. Zambello. I'm not sure the lady who did The Lion King had ever directed a Broadway show before. Her name was Julie Taymor. Julie Taymor. She was a choreographer. Yeah, but she was a first-time director, too, I believe. I could no. be wrong on that. And if I am, it's okay. It's hate speech. It is. It's hate speech. The Little, Mermaid, Julie Taymor. the Little Mermaid, I think, lends itself to a Broadway production. I think they kind of... It was weird when they did Tarzan. Yeah, one of the things they're concerned about, though, is that you know they thought Tarzan was going to be a smash hit, and that lasted 15 months and was pretty much of a disappointment. And... Uh, you know, with Little Mermaid, the problem they said was that the original movie was only eighty-six minutes long, and it's got to be longer than that for a Broadway play. So they're having to, you know, delve into. They're trying to go more in depth with the character development, and when you start messing with stuff like that, you change the whole formula mm-hmm. of what made the movie successful. And who knows? Who knows what what's going to end up happening? I mean, Disney's had a. I, I think we can say they've had a spotted record in terms of their Broadway shows. Some have been great hits. Some haven't been. I understand Mary Poppins is closing in London. You're kidding. Nope. Oh, I thought that would. No, I been. thought that was getting good reviews, though. It is, but it's. it's just, I think it's just had its time. I think I, I, I don't remember the date, but it's my understanding see, that it is closing. Yeah, see, these shows only these shows are only worthwhile if they stay on Broadway for five years. That's when they start making real money. I mean, Beauty and the Beast was up for what thirteen years. I think and it was moved on theaters several times and continued continued to do well. And of course, the Lion King is still a huge draw, but you know, who is knows? Is the Little Mermaid going to be in the same place where Beauty and the Beast was? Yes, it is. Uh, or it's the replacing, last place it was. Yep, it's replacing Beauty and the Beast. So, anybody out in Denver who's going to see that would love, 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 love to hear what you think of it. All right, that'll do it for the news this week. We're going to move on and do rapid fire. And who would like to start? Go ahead, Bob. 
Pete, uh, Stars and Cars Motor Cars Parade has a, a new entry this, and it's uh, Ratatouille. Uh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Okay. And it's uh, in the blue car that they usually use in the parade, and um, Remy rides. <laughs> it's in the blue car. <laughs> And he's looking at me like I'm supposed you to know? know what he's talking about. The blue car, you know the blue car, right? The blue car, you know what the blue car is, right? very specific. <laughs> anyway. What color are the rest of the cars, Bob? Different colors. If you have trouble with character identification, you'll be able to tell that it's yep. Ratatouille by the fact that the car might be blue. Oh, and it's not because it's a six-foot rat. Right. <laughs> that won't give it away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, Ratatouille. She laughs so hard she hit the mic. In, Proceed. Okay. Uh, Remy rides in the car. He's the gray rat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Emil. Yes, you're right. Emil. 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 He walks in front of the car. Oh, he's not as important. And he has this huge turkey leg in his hand. And then you have the dancing chefs that follow the car. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Remember, so, the car's blue. The car's blue. It's the, for, it was the first one in the parade. That's very fitting to have Emil yeah. eating a turkey leg. And then those two, you mentioned the meet and greet over... Yeah, the animation. Animation. I, I have the times for that. It's okay. Uh, 11, 10 a.m. to 2.55 p.m., and then they're there from 3.25 to 6.20 a.m. So that's my wrap. 6.20 a.m.? PM. PM. <laughs> like, wow. Like, wow. That's a long meeting. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's well, one's Pleasure Island's closes. <laughs> they're rats, so they, can, they stay up at night. Uh-huh. So. Hmm. All right. Very well, good. Thank you very much, Mr. Mrs. Martin, I should say. Um, 2007. <laughs> sorry. I'm just like, 2007? No. Um, Disneyland is having a half marathon this year. Woohoo! And <laughs> it will be held on Labor Day, September 3rd. Registration began on January 8th, so, you know, I don't know how many people they actually allow to do this, so you may be too late. But for more information and updates, visit DisneylandHalfMarathon.com. Starts at the Magic Kingdom, ends at the low-income housing. <laughs> <laughs> and it does take place... It's only a half marathon. It takes place... No one comes back from there. It's the halfway marathon. <laughs> it's only from the Paradise Pier to the front gate, because it is within walking distance. <laughs> <laughs> and it all takes place before the park opens. Yeah, like 6 a.m. Yeah. And they offer, like, discounted tickets to the participants. Oh. Tickets for what? To go into the park. That's about the only way you're going to get a a discounted ticket to a Disney theme park is you're going to have to run 14 miles. You know what I wonder, (laughs) though? I'm like, do you have to pay to be in the marathon, too? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So then you have to pay for that. There's an entry charge. I mean, the the marathon was, I think, $95 down here. Uh, So, yeah, there's a charge. Hmm. Do they have a boot marathon? They have a boot category? No, but I have a trophy. <laughs> it's an old bowling trophy, Bob. It's not a bowling trophy. It's not. It's like a ballet trophy or something. Did you see it? <laughs> it's like a ballerina on top it's of a, something. All right, Mr. Martin. Oh, man. I have some basic information on theme parks uh, lost and found. Uh, chances are somebody listening to this podcast is going to lose something in the parks. Uh, the lost and found office is located in the Kennel Club building at the Transportation and Ticket Center. Now, if you do lose something in the theme parks, they hold... The, the lost item in the theme park 
till the till that part closes, and then the next day they sell it. They send it to the, <laughs> yeah. to the highest bidder. dollars. They send it to the to the kennel club building. So if you do lose something, check at guest services, and the next day, if you realize the next day you don't have something, or if you don't really buy a pair of sunglasses, yeah. go in and say, "I lost a pair of really nice Ray Bans." <laughs> I actually, I actually lost. Uh, one of my uh, tripods, my monopod, in Epcot when I was covering an event. Did you it, get it back? Yeah, it, yeah. I checked back uh, two weeks later, and it showed up. You were joking about them selling stuff, but after a certain amount mm-hmm. of time, right. they do sell them at cast events. Yep. Yep. They, yeah. um, they actually, all the high, um, highly valuable items, such as like wallets, purses, credit cards, prescription sunglasses, cameras, they hold those for 90 days. But like the little cheap things, like you know, hats and toys, they hold yeah. those for thirty days. And like like Kevin said, they they'll send them the property control for sale. Yeah, they put a little, they put a tag on it where it was found and uh, yeah. what date and the time. When I worked so. IT, I actually had a chance to go over there and help somebody with their computer. And I asked her what was the weirdest stuff you've ever had and lost and found. Um, they've had a, a prosthetic leg. I was gonna someone's say, fake yeah. leg, and she said the weirdest thing was that was Heather a, Mills. <laughs> the mills at the park. And she, the weirdest thing was she had a glass eyeball. Oh, how could you know that you didn't lose that? You, you know, was that maybe it was a spare? <laughs> <laughs> fell out of his pocket. My Just family kind of fell out of the purse or my something. My family tells the Sandy story Duncan was there. that we, we had a repairman come to the house one day and call back later that day and ask if anybody had found his eyeball. Oh. <laughs> and my brother went outside and looked around where he had been working on the air conditioner and came back in with it and said, yeah, it's here. <laughs> oh. That's true. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's wild. They do enter all the uh, the highly valuable items in a database, so they can check it from any theme park. Yeah, if, you, really... if you lost an eyeball or something. Mm-hmm. And they just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. That just... many people go through your theme park, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. All right. Kevin. I have some universal information. We got a mailer as uh, pass holders. It's uh, summer offers and events, and there's a couple of them on here. The first is there's early admission for pass holders. Now through September 3rd, annual pass holders enjoy early park admission uh, to see some of the rides before the park's open. You can get in um, on Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. So it's a chance to get to see some of the stuff if you're willing to get up that early. The other thing is annual pass holders um, can buy after five guest admissions. If you're a premier or preferred pass holder, you can buy a guest admission for for $19.95 between now and August 18th. If you're a power pass holder, the price goes to $24.95, and that allows you to get your guests in later in the day. Hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It also helps you beat some of the summer heat. The other thing is, they if you're going to be in the area on July 28th and 29th and are interested in seeing The Simpsons at a premiere, they're having a Simpsons movie breakfast bash. There will be three showings and breakfast included. It is The breakfast starts at 7 a.m., 7.30, or 8.15. If you're a pass holder, uh, premier pass holder, or preferred pass holder, it's 19.95. Guests of pass holders or power pass holders, it's 24.95. And, of course, if you're going to be there for that, you might want to uh, look for, uh, for Bob and I. We'll be filming Bob's re- uh, being reunited with his long-lost brother, Homer Simpson. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, guests must have a uh, paid theme park admission to partake in this. 
So in addition to having a theme park pass, it's twenty four ninety five for guests. Uh, if you're interested in this, we'll have the phone number up, but it's one eight six six pass for fun. The last thing is uh, it's the number four. Right. P-A-S-S, the number four, and then F-U-N. And uh, those are the things we have. Cool. Universal does great stuff for their pass holders. They really Yeah, do. they have a lot of fun stuff. That early entry is terrific. I mean, why mm-hmm. doesn't Disney do that? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Disney's packing their parks like crazy, and they don't think they have to. Exactly. They don't do any. I, I've said it before. Disney does nothing. Disney gives nothing away unless they are forced to almost at gunpoint. So, I mean, numbers have to be down, and there have to be problems before Disney starts doing stuff like that for their annual pass holders, or actually even giving their annual pass holders, I don't know, a discount of any meaningful kind. But well, They're also getting Simpsons into the into the park before the ride even opens. I'm going to tell you something. It's gonna, What it's going to ultimately be, I, I said it last week, I'm making this an official prediction, it is going to be Harry Potter versus Star Wars. You mm. mark my words, the more I think about it, it's the only thing Disney can do. It yep. bringing, they're bringing it oh, with right. Universal, bringing in The Simpsons, and Harry Potter. Disney has to answer it. The only way I, say, I think they can answer it is Star Wars. But All right, John. Um, Disney has uh, launched a new program. They have e-tickets for their hard-ticketed events. If you uh, purchase your hard-ticketed events for things like Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, Night of Joy, Pirate and Princess Party, Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, through a travel agent, you can have the travel agent set it up where you can get an e-ticket. And basically what you're going to get is you're going to get a PDF file emailed to you that you print out and you bring with you to the park. So the night of the of the event, you just bring this piece of paper with you and it's actually scanned at the gate. You don't have to go to guest services and you don't have to do all that stuff. Um, it's got good points and bad points. It's good because it's free. Um, you don't have to go to the will call ticket window to pick up your tickets, so that saves you there. And also, if you have your tickets delivered to your house, they charge you for delivery. What does it do? What do you mean? I mean what do you it? get? I mean, it's an e-ticket. What does it get? What, what do you get with that? You, instead of getting a physical ticket to get into the park, oh, oh, it saves oh, oh. the shipping. You know what? I'm thinking it's like an add-on that You're they can get. You're thinking of the old e-ticket nights and stuff like that? I'm no. Thinking, no, I'm thinking it's like an add-on they can get maybe like to get on the rides or he something. He has an okay. electronic never, ticket. Never mind. When I bought tickets to for, when, when we went to Las Vegas in February, that's how I bought uh, tickets to see shows in Las Vegas. You can get e-tickets through a PDF file. They mail your tickets to your house or email them to your house. Now, the, the, we have some feedback from some of our Dreams Unlimited Travel clients, and what they're saying is while they thought this was going to be a really good thing, it's really a pain. For a family of five, you now have to carry these five eight by 11 pieces of paper, keep them with you, and then you know, sort of keep track of that. So if you don't mind doing that, that's okay, but the will call ticket option is just as easy. You go to the window, you show them your ID, they preview the tickets, and you go in line and you go into the park. So it's up to you, but this is only available if you get your tickets through a travel agent. Cool. Thank you, John. And for me, just reminders for everybody, Pirate and Princess Party at the Magic Kingdom starts up again August 11th. And uh, you have August 11th, the 15th, 18th, 21st, 24th, 28th, 31st, and September 3rd. And uh, Night of Joy will be September 7th and the 8th. Advanced purchase tickets, 44.68 for one night, 76.63 for two nights. Tickets are $50 and one cent if they are purchased at the gate. So that's what's coming up there. I'm actually taking the grandkids to the August 11th are Pirates you? and Princess. Can't wait for Pirates and Princess party. We're definitely Best fireworks there. I've ever seen. Cot Cam will be there. It'll be an event. 
All right, that'll do it for rapid fire. So let's uh, move on. And uh, what should we do next? Should we do forum watch or should we do Christmas? Let's do Christmas. Christmas. We need a little Christmas. All right, then we'll talk about uh, Christmas at the resorts. Probably my favorite thing to do at Christmas time, bar none. Bar I mean, I love the candlelight processional. I love Osborne Lights. I love Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. I love all that stuff. Nothing is more fun for me than doing the, the getting in the car and just driving resort to resort and seeing what they've done at the deluxe resorts where they do the big displays. And it's probably the most entertaining, least expensive thing you can do. You know, we talk about the, one of the best rides or the best ride at Disney World being that monorail, the ride in the front of the monorail mm-hmm. uh, into Epcot. Well, I think this has got to be up there, in my opinion, as far as attractions go. I just gave a Dreams Unlimited travel client some information the other day. People who are coming here, coming to Disney is very stressful. What are we going to see? How are we going to see it all? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And one of the best pieces of advice I can ever give anybody is enjoy the small stuff. And there's small stuff around every corner, unexpected stuff, and never more than at Christmas. Absolutely. So just to add on top of what you're saying, just take time to enjoy the details. There are details in every single resort. Yes. Well, I mean, yes, there are details in every resort, but the vast majority of the real good stuff to see is at the deluxe resorts. The uh, the moderates and the value resorts don't put up the kind of displays. No. And for those of you like me who are from the Northeast, the New York area, um, if you remember, I, I, don't, I don't know how it is now, but I remember back when I was a kid, one of the great things to do was just kind of walk down Fifth Avenue with all the stores in New York and see the Christmas displays yep. in the in the windows. This is kind of the Florida, I think, the, the Disney version of that. We used to do that in Boston, because you have you have great you have great uh, great stuff at the Grand Floridian Wilderness Lodge. Uh, Animal does Animal Kingdom do? Uh, Animal, Animal Kingdom does it. I think too. Not, I don't want to take away from the other resorts. Every resort does decorate, and what I think is great is they decorate theme to their resort. So if you go into the Animal Kingdom Lodge, you have things that are African themed. If you go into uh, Coronado Springs, it's more um, Latin American themed. So uh, you know to say that you know the, the resorts, the, these other resorts don't have stuff. The All Stars, all each of the individual ones will do for the music, movies, and sports. I was just going to say, Pop Century had a great tree in the last couple of years with stuff from all the different decades, and I had a great time picking out stuff from when I was a kid. Really? So while it's not the mega display, right. it's not the gingerbread house from the uh, there Grand is some Floridian. Cool stuff. Right. right. There's something to be said for every one of them. Yeah, they don't have the forty foot trees right. like the the other hotels. But they're all worth visiting. You meant, um, I also think the Yacht and Beach Club always do a really good job. Oh, they do too. a tremendous job. Yeah. So does the Boardwalk. Right. Boardwalk yeah. does. The Beach Club. Beach Club has a gingerbread carousel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Actually, it's made of chocolate. And the only reason I know that is we happened to be in the Beach Club last year when they put it up, and there was no one around. And I had my hands all over the stuff. I thought it was plastic. And finally, some woman said to me, okay, last year's was chocolate. I swear it was. She they told, do use chocolate. She told me not to touch the horse. It was made of chocolate. Well, they do use chocolate. They use 50 pounds of modeling chocolate and 50 pounds of dark chocolate. Well, then this was the chocolate. whole... Well, I don't know what the I horse was. I think the horses were made out well, of chocolate. Well, look at Corey all uh, armed with information. I, I do. You and know? he had a picture of it on top of it to make me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying I'm unrefined, Corey? <laughs> It's starting. The, the roundtable members are starting to snipe at each other to see who, really? who can be more accurate. I thought they were made I of chocolate, I have pictures. Too. 
but it's a combination. I touched the horse. Did. It was chocolate. That was the, oh, best the, cho- part. the horses are chocolate, but yeah. it's Sir, called a gingerbread. Kind that's of gonna melt. Sir, <laughs> don't touch that. It's food. I also think the uh, the gingerbread house they put up at the Grand Floridian, where they sell actually sell the. Uh, Careful what you say. He has pictures. <laughs> where they actually sell they, they sell gingerbread houses. And mm-hmm. so, oh, oh, awesome! Absolutely, yeah. I bought my mother one of those uh, last year at Christmas time. Actually, not for Christmas, but at Christmas time. We actually bought one for um, John's nieces and nephews, and they didn't make it home. <laughs> the gingerbread man had no head and no arms. <laughs> I actually, for the email show, I have uh, more information on the gingerbread. That's hate speech against the decapitated. Armless <laughs> <laughs> gingerbread And you know, each resort will have its own stuff. You got to go to the, when you're at the resort, ask them for a list of what's going on at Christmas. Santa visits every single resort. He doesn't leave anybody out, no matter how little you pay. <laughs> what? Say this again? <laughs> Santa <laughs> visits the cheap resorts. <laughs> Santa visits every resort, no matter what the price, is what I'm trying to say. So, <laughs> No, you weren't. <laughs> well, some people think that you have to say that the deluxe is to get a really good Christmas experience. I'm just saying that you can see Santa. No, they, do, they do all sorts of stuff. I mean, uh, at the it, from looking at the stuff that we have on the site, it looked to me that the... Uh, the values value resorts seem to only do like caroling and stuff like that, right. like right around Christmas itself. It's not ongoing through the month. Right, that is correct. Yep, Where? stuff is really focused around the actual days, and uh, we do have a list. Of, I mean, we, I think it's important to point out too that we don't have the information for 2007 yet. That hasn't been released right. yet by Disney. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that as well. We're going off of 2006. But you look at something like the list of stuff going on at Coronado Springs. I mean, they've got stuff from December 16th on. Um, they have Pinata at Dig Site. Huh? <laughs> a Christmas <laughs> pinata? December 16th, December 24th. The Pinata at Dig Site at 2 p.m. Wow. What I, does that the mean? Dig I don't know. The dig, I'll have, I'll the have dig to go site pool out by the pool area. Yeah. Okay. That's the Dig Site. And I guess they have a pinata out there. Yeah. So I guess the point is that every resort does have some different stuff, some cool stuff. But I think, Pete, you're right in that if you want to see the gingerbread house, you want to see those grand If you want to see the Disney over-the-top stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, now last I, year, Contemporaries was kind of cool, but I thought it could have been bigger. It, it, Contemporary stepped it up a little bit last year over previous years. Previous years, they throw the 70-foot tree out front and... They kind of rusted on their laurels. I never enjoyed going to the contemporary. Well, the contemporary before. is kind of minimal, right? But they did have a, a very nice display this they year. Did. It was cute. Yeah, I have to say that yeah. year after year, the hotel that I hate to to visit is the Polynesian. As far as Christmas, displays. really? How come? They just don't do anything, Peter. You, they put up garland and they lights put up some and garland and some lights. They put a this scrawny tree right at the front door. They just don't do Christmas. The, do they not celebrate Christmas in Polynesia? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. Polynesia? You know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's country. I mean, you, they Polynesia. celebrate in Hawaii, so yeah. I mean, you would think they would do that. But I've always, every year, been disappointed with the Polynesian 
Christmas displays. In past years, they used to put up a chocolate display similar to the boardwalk that was Hawaiian themed. There was a surfer on it and stuff, but they haven't done it in the last. They haven't couple done years, that. So. And they also used to do a display like that over at the Wilderness Lodge, over by where the, the little uh, waterfall is, right. inside the lobby, and they had a huge display. And they stopped doing that at Wilderness Lodge. Animal Kingdom had one of those just outside of Boma also. But, like I said, Contemporary stepped it up a notch last year. I'd like to challenge Disney to step it up a notch in the Polynesian, so it's it's better than it has been. Now, what about the Wilderness Lodge? I know that you're a big fan of the Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge. Wilderness Lodge, they have a, a, a great tree in the in the lobby. I mean, it's, I think, 50 feet tall. goes right up to the roof. And... Uh, you know, in past years, I've gone over there and, you know, watched them bring the tree in to set it up and would have hot chocolate. But they also do a more elaborate display than just a tree, don't they? They used to have this display. Right. But they don't They, don't, don't, they, they, they don't do it. They what did, a shame. They haven't done it in the last couple of years. Some information I've heard um, is that the resorts themselves are not... Um, when they want to decorate, they have to use their own budgets to decorate. It's not like Disney has one big decorating. Yeah, and I'm pool not. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit and listen to cries of poverty. No, I'm not from saying any 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 hotel no. that charges four hundred dollars a night for a, it's a garden view room. It's absolutely not cries of poverty. What it is is it's when you when you say you're upset that they've done away with that, you can't blame Disney for it. It's the it's, it's the, the GM of the hotel exactly. The GM of the hotel, and it's also well, the, the chefs the in the hotel too. They used to have a chef that took pride in the in the one at Wilderness Lodge. He since has left, and so had the display. So they need to. Look well, the at general that. manager at the Polynesian is also the the fool that won't put a, a damn jacuzzi in that in that resort. Um, that's the reason that the 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 Polynesian is the only deluxe resort on Disney property that doesn't have a jacuzzi, is because the general manager there thinks they're too much work, they're too much upkeep. And I, I can't. Can you imagine? And he built a volcano. Yeah. Well, I don't that, think it could also be. I mean, they are extremely dangerous for children too. Well, you know, I, mean, what? I know every other resort I, I has don't know. one. Every but. other resort has one and doesn't seem to be a problem. So, I just think this GM is a little, little off. And that's what I think. That's why we're finding. I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's yeah, pure speculation. I, just, I could know. be wrong, but that's just my. That's why there's inconsistencies from resort to resort because right? mm-hmm. it's up to the GMs but, and it's up to their their management team to come up with the funds to do this however that said again you know what you're making a lot of money you've got a lot of yeah. people yeah, through your I doors just, make it spectacular yeah as i think the bottom line but i i love touring the the yacht club boardwalk and beach club their their displays well, boardwalk wonderful. does an amazing job yeah i mean every year they do something really great so and that's a fun thing just jumping in the car and, and doing that we always have fun Cam's yeah, that is year. that is something that if you plan to do, you might want to really consider having a, a having a rental car, because trying to do that with mass. Well, I mean, around Epcot, it's not bad because you can walk around there. Yeah, you can knock yeah. out three Magic resorts. Kingdom resorts. You can you know pretty right. much do the monorail, um, but if you really want to kind of do a, a an in depth tour. You don't want to use Disney transportation going resort to resort. That yeah, could be a nightmare. It, it just doesn't. It, well, Disney buses don't go from resort to resort, so you have to. It's also not them. something you should try and hit all the resorts. Yeah. Be, pick the ones you want to go see or spread it out over a couple of days because if you try and do it, then it becomes a marathon and the fun is sort of sucked out of it. Yeah, see, yeah. I'd, I'd do one night, I'd do the Epcot area hotels and then maybe have dinner at Spoodles or something like right. that. And then. 
they can do the monorail loop on another one and maybe do Chef Mickey's for dinner or, or another restaurant uh, for dinner that night. Speaking of things they're doing at the hotels, special events, the Wilderness Lodge is having the holiday sleigh rides again. Uh, the following info is from 2006, so watch the site for the 2007 updates. But during the Christmas holidays, they're having a horse-drawn sleigh ride uh, around the Wilderness Lodge part or around the Wilderness Lodge property. Uh, last year, the price was thirty-five dollars per person, and the the sleigh can accommodate four adults or two adults with three children ages nine and under. It's offered from Dece- last year. It was offered from December first through December thirtieth, and it's a twenty-five minute sleigh ride that departs every thirty minutes from five thirty to nine thirty, um, except on Christmas Eve last year. It was four to eight p.m. So I think that you'll probably see that that's, again. That's a lot of fun. I've seen the sleigh come up. You see it coming up the hill and. You hear the the sleigh bells, and it's like, oh, this is really cool. The Wilderness Lodge lends itself to being Christmassy. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. I mean, we have friends that take uh, their grandson over to the Wilderness Lodge on Christmas Eve to to see Santa. Well, Chip and Dale come out and dance and sing yeah, with the kids, I and mean, then Santa arrives at the hotel. They made uh, they make a big deal out of it, and they have a great time. They just look forward to it every year. And one more thing I want to point out is if you stay if you're at a resort that has DVC, they also do a completely different um, decorating for the DVC people. So if you go to a Wilderness Lodge, you go down to the Wilderness Lodge Villas. There's the Spike Room. Yep, and that's completely decorated. Well, spike Room. <laughs> Yeah, what goes on there? That's one of Walt's private rooms. We would like torture guests. <laughs> That's a nice it is on the rack. It's, it's a great area. It's, it's Walt's leather bar. They have his train there too. Right? I was trying to be his chaps. Subtle. His chaps are there. <laughs> it's the uh, lobby for the uh, uh, villas at the Wilderness Lodge, and it's based on the fact that Walt liked uh, trains. So it's all train theme. They have a train from his backyard. They have one of the cars. The, cars the Carol would express. So it's very, very cool. And at Christmas time, it's really nice. And there's a fireplace. Too. Same thing at the boardwalk. The the villas have their own decorations as well. So there's a couple of chairs in this room that I would kill for. They're great big leather club chairs oh, yeah. on rocking on rockers. Wow. If I could convince people to cause a distraction, one of them would go home with me. Drug it up the hill at all this much. It's my luggage. <laughs> Grab that man in the chair. I can see Kevin dragging that chair right now. The wilder- Being from the Northeast, the Wilderness Lodge lends itself to the, my idea of what is the most Christmassy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that Pacific Northwest, so it looks like it could snow at any minute. Yeah. It just lends itself to the Christmas spirit. I, I do want to mention one other place, uh, American Adventure at Epcot. They also set up a gingerbread house right there. Uh, where people can uh, buy the gingerbread houses. Oh, really? At, yeah, it's over at Liberty Inn, and they set it in one of the doorways. So you might it and it gets passed over. I I forget about it sometimes. So take a look at that. It's uh, eight hundred pounds of sugar and a thousand eggs made to make the thing. So it's a it's a small structure. It's not as big as the one at Grand Floridian. If you do have a car and you're out and about, International Drive does something called the Festival of Lights also. And all up and down International Drive, they the have... The brake lights. <laughs> <laughs> they have the light displays. This is not something I want to overstate. No. It's not something I think you should you know, come to Florida to see. But if you're driving up International Drive, keep your eyes and ears open. Stay away from International Drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
generally, yeah. If you have a car, Celebration does great stuff at Christmas. Oh, yeah. I, I, we love Celebration at Christmas. And they so have... We're going to talk about some of that stuff uh, next week. Excellent. So that will, uh, that will actually do it for our discussion of resorts, Disney resorts at Christmas time or at the holidays. And we are going to move on to Forum Watch. We haven't done a Forum Watch in a few weeks, okay. maybe a few months. I'm going to go first, if you don't mind, sure. only because my Forum Watch sort of follows your theme. Okay. The Forum Watch I have is in the rumors uh, section of the Diz, and it's been rumored that the castle will be decorated for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party this year. I understand the rumor is that they're going to put lights on the turrets. and Wow. That's it's different. It's going to give it a wintry look. Uh, something to keep your eyes and ears open for. And if you're going to the Merry Christmas Party, it seems like a nice little added feature. Hmm. But that is, in, again, it's a rumor. I hope they use white lights. Oh, I think they would. Yeah. I think the Christmas Parade is something's going on with that, too. Yeah, we, the, there's we, a rumor that the uh, Christmas Parade is going to be renamed this year. And it's going to be, um, instead of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade... It's going to be Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. Um, there's no information out there on it if it's going to be a completely different parade or just a name change, but it kind of lends itself to the fact that this is um, those movies that they made, those direct-to-video movies that they put out. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. I hope they don't change the parade. I mean, As long as they don't bring them bubbles back. Oh, the big snow globe parade? Yeah. yeah that was awful. Mm. But, I mean, we don't want to see the... the um, wooden soldiers or the gingerbread men or any of that or stuff. Or the dancing reindeer, yeah. You can't take those out. Those oh, are I like the dancing reindeer. Yeah. So that's my forum watch. It's a rumor. Okay. Something to go check out. But I think it's a pretty cool one. And it looks like it might be coming true. And folks, if you're interested in checking out any of the threads that we're talking about, we will have links to this, as with everything else we discuss on our show, on our podcast main page, which is podcast.wdwinfo.com. So who wants to... What's your next? Bob? I'll, I'll go next. I have a forum watch that I've I've had for a couple of weeks now that I've been trying to get in, and it's uh, the Disneyland secrets. And this is on our Disneyland. This forum? is on our Disneyland forum, and the first post it's posted by Little Bo Peep, and uh, it brought attention to Disneyland's original Tinkerbell, and it mentions that. The original Tinkerbell was a 71-year-old Hungarian circus performer named Tiny Klein. I, I just find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. She was, was a, a 71-year-old circus performer named Bob. No. <laughs> she was the first to fly off the top of the Matterhorn on a zip line and had previously worked as a stunt aerialist hanging from a flying airplane by her teeth. And she reported she was only a little dizzy. Right. She, the general weakness. <laughs> she general weakness. So I, I just want to call attention to that that forum. I just found it interesting that the first Tinkerbell was a 71-year-old yeah. Hungarian um, circus performer that hung by her teeth from a plane. It's like I think it's pretty cool, too. I thought it was just... Her resume is full. Bob's hung by his teeth from his cart. Yep. <laughs> so been dragged behind it. So that that's my forum watch. Check it out because you know, there's a lot of s- secrets in there that, uh, and with that park, you know, going back to 1955, there's some interesting things. In oh there. yeah, a lot of history out there. Yeah. So 
Great. Thank you, Bob. Julie. Um, I chose, I just want to say why I chose this one before I tell you what it is. We get a lot of emails from high school students or younger kids telling us, you know, that they love Disney and are sometimes teased or picked on by their friends or peers uh, in high school or junior high or elementary school. So this one is entitled Disney World Still Cool in College. It's on the college board. Uh, the first post was by a mother wondering um, what the feeling is among college kids about Disney because her son will be attending Princeton in the fall. And she says that uh, most of his friends now think loving Disney isn't so cool. And she wants to know if he's going to continue to have negative comments in college or if people will be more mature. And a lot of people responded saying, um, I'm a guy in college. I'm in a fraternity. I love it. I will continue to love Disney. Um, one of my favorite responses, the guy responds and says, I'm sitting here at my college wearing a T-shirt with Mickey on it right now. Honestly, when you get to college, it doesn't matter if the others think it's cool. College, in my experience, helps you to understand that it's cool to be yourself. And most people seem to understand that, too. And that was posted by Empty Cinema. But I just think that this is wonderful for all these, you know, these people who do love Disney so much and are being teased and picked on to know that once you get to college, it's a whole new world. Yeah, it is. High school is very political and, you know. High school is not real life. Right, exactly. So just hold on for a few more years and get to college and you'll be free to be yourself. Be yourself. Don't be. I was in the fraternity. I was a Disney fanatic. I never got picked on. All my uh, art classes, all Disney related, all my projects. So everybody knew I was a Disney fanatic. <laughs> You're an exception to the rule, baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby. Hey, baby. John, what do you have? <laughs> I have one from the budget boards. Uh, Diamond Girls started a post that said, iPod, what to buy to listen in the car? And I thought this was appropriate for our podcast. And basically, she wanted to know advice from people how to set up your iPod to listen to it through your car speakers. I know a lot of people who listen to our podcast have a tendency to burn it to a CD and then play it in their cars. And while that's certainly one way you can do it, one of the things we also hear, too, is that Depending on the CDs you buy and how long our podcast goes, sometimes they need two CDs and it gets broken up and things like that. So there's a lot of options out there. And this post, everybody really gives some great feedback uh, about what you can use. And just to give our advice um, or my advice, if you don't have a direct connection for your iPod in your car, they say that the best quality is if you can put it through a cassette player. Now, unfortunately, most cars today don't even have cassette players. Yeah, but they've got that adapter <laughs> that goes. a cassette in. player. Well, yeah. I mean, I I never had a problem. Which it, you know, we, I I used to have um, the one that used the radio frequency. That's, That's what we use. And I yeah, the transmitter. And for the most part, though, it, you know, I never had a problem. I don't know if it's our wire, but I, I it can't. Bites. It's crazy. What happens sometimes too is if you have one that only works on one frequency, you're going to get interference. Try to buy one that you can do multiple frequencies and try the best reception. Yeah, I we have, have like one, nine options or something. But I have one now that sticks in my cigarette lighter and it's got the little cradle to hold my iPod. So it's it charges great. at right. the same time, right. which is a great option too. But I've also used the one that just fits into the top of it and it just is the FM transmitter. Mm-hmm. And I never had a problem with that either. Um, every once in a while, I found that if I... This is kind of hard to explain on a, a radio show, but you get interference from other outside sources. I found that especially in construction sites where radios were being used, that I would get interference. And if I just held my hand over the FM transmitter and sort of shielded it, I could get much better sound. This is, 
easier to do when you're not going 70 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> uh, also with the FM, sometimes we would pick up on other people's iPod, like park next to them at a red light. Really? Mm-hmm. We, 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 we can hear their songs oh, really? that they're listening to. It's, uh, oh, pretty and funny. they're probably hearing ours. <laughs> can, you ch- can you change their channel? No. <laughs> Listen to us. Listen to our podcast. One of the things they do say when you use those transmitters is put the volume on your iPod all the way up because that's the strength of your signal output. Well, ours oh. plugs into the bottom of the iPod, so it does charge it through the cigarette lighter. So, it but you know what I mean with the wheel? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Turn the volume all the way up, and then there's a bunch of different options. Any place, yeah. any of the superstores will have a section now that sells iPod accessories. Oh, yeah. yeah, any Best Buy, any Circuit City, you can have any number of products that will iPod is like a hobby now. Yeah, and a lot of little, late model uh, cars are coming with the connections. Yeah. Oh yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Mine knows which. I would never buy a car again that doesn't have a direct connection. It's funny that we've when I look for a new car. That's going to be one of the features it's yeah, going to have. Uh, to have. Too. I'm, yeah. I'm lucky because I've got a um, I've got the GPS system in my car, and there's actually like a little unit under the passenger seat, and I have full uh, video audio inputs cool. in that, so I'm able to plug my hardwire my uh, iPod right into my. Sound John system. has an auxiliary jack in his car, and it's just a little two dollar wire that hooks from your iPod right into the dashboard. Pete, Diana doesn't know this yet, but I'm getting an iPod for Cotcam. To have on the cart. You're putting an iPod on the cart? Do you have a sound system on the cart, Bob? Yeah, I'm going to have headphones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's his own personal music. Well, it should have one. Okay, so so in other words, you're going to sit in the cart with an iPod in your pocket, and somehow this is like a new addition to the cart? Yeah. You know, Bob, they're portable. What? It doesn't have to be installed. It doesn't have to be just for the cart cam. You can put it in your pocket and use it in your car. You can use it while you're walking. They're portable. They weigh about four ounces. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm getting one for cot cam. Anyway. All right. Mr. Martin. I have one from the Disney World Tips Forum. Uh, it's titled, Your Most Unexpected Expenses. It was posted by We Are Too Fun. Um, it's basically, she was wondering, he, he or she, sorry, um, We Are Too Fun. I don't know what you are, Shim. Um, <laughs> Shim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've gone to a new level. This is hate speech. Hate speech. The transgender oh, community is going to be mad. The shims, the shims are coming after us now. Um, well, they were wondering what are some of the most unexpected expenses that you uh, people run into once coming to to Walt Disney World. And some of them are like rain ponchos, extra batteries for the camera, sunscreen, goggles, sunglasses for the kids cold medicine, bug spray hats. There's a whole list of them, but I thought it was pretty pretty interesting for people planning their trip. They just could... bring thousands of dollars. Because <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know. Just you know, keep bringing money. Yeah, but... And a credit card. That's all you need. Yeah, it's probably on page 85 by now because I've had this for a few weeks. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a good idea. You know? one, I've read that thread, and one of the things was over-the-counter medication. And the the... the complaint is that it's very, very expensive and you get very little if you buy it at Walt Disney World. Yeah. In yeah. the stores in each of the resorts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely overpriced. I mean, anybody traveling should bring a little over-the-counter Tylenol kind of thing, you know? Always. And Always and have it. Over-the-counter Imodium would right. not be a bad... <laughs> well, I think that's true whenever yeah, you travel. We know what Bob's <laughs> traveling issues are. <laughs> No, it's always good to have a modium. We had no poop references until yeah, just then. Yeah, we got to get a poop reference yeah. in. I just want you to know I'm never responsible Bob for is them because I'm so refined. Bob is, <laughs> only when you're in Florence. <laughs> Bob is focused on a modium. Mm-hmm. 
and she get for eating four dinners on the cruise. Oh, no. my stomach. That's what no, I do. I don't Where's have a problem with stomach. It's just, it's always good to have that. We know when Bob's full at dinner. He sneezes three times. This is uh, this is not really? a joke. Gospel you, truth. Really? This is gospel true. truth. When you eat with Bob, if he sneezes, you know he's full. That's the truth. It's not a joke. There's no no it's bizarre. I, I never knew that. Yes. Hmm. Bob, let's go to a buffet after this. You've never sneezed when I was with you eating. Then I wasn't full. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It, Some, sometimes we go out to eat, and he doesn't sneeze, and then maybe we'll go out and get a coffee or something afterwards, and oh, he's finally full. <laughs> the There's no punchline to that. There's no punchline. That, that, that is, doesn't need one. That is fact. Oh. Well, Bob needs a, a modium for his brain cramps. <laughs> <laughs> Brain, and brain listening cramps. back, listening cramps. back to it. No, last week you in fact did say brain crap. <laughs> it was cramps. Okay, uh, or not? I heard right. Wrong I laugh. isolated. I isolated the word while I was editing and played oh, okay. it back. And it was in fact there was no M. It was a brain crap. I mean, does it shoot out of your ear? How does that work, Bob? Oh man, that, that's nose. not. It doesn't shoot out of his ear as long as he takes his emodium. <laughs> I carry emodium That's all why the, time. the emodium is so important. Bob's mm-hmm. brain craps result in diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> cramps. <laughs> Hence the emodium. Hence the emodium. And there's a train wreck coming. No, out. I'm telling you. My goodness. And Don't uh, worry, they're gonna get us for picking on you. <laughs> poor Bob. Thank you, fans. <laughs> It just sounded so like my I'm support, so important. Thank my, you, fans. My supporters. <laughs> Here comes my lunch. Bobbies. <laughs> Bobbies. <laughs> All right, and that will do it for us this week, folks. For well, for this show anyway. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit with our email show. For those staying with us, we'll see you then. If you're not staying with us, we hope you enjoyed the show this week, and we'll be back next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening. Have a good week.